Welcome to Timber. I'm John Christensen, a Timber co-founder. Timber is podcast hosting for people dedicated to the craft of audio storytelling. And we're also a place to read about these same people and what they do to amaze our ears. Hello, today we have a story by Pam Moore. And I know Pam, actually, through a friendship in the tech world. A friend of mine, Dan Moore, I met him at a tech conference a few years ago. And it turns out his wife is a writer. So when we started Timber, we were looking for good writers to write about podcasts. And I thought, wow, you know, maybe Pam would be interested. And sure enough, she's written several stories, and they've all been excellent. This one was her first, and it's about Darknet Diaries. So the reason to listen is that Jack Recyder is an open book about his journey finding an audience as a solo indie podcaster. I'd say the Venn diagram of his audience probably doesn't have a huge amount of overlap with the audiences of shows that get breathless reviews and vulture. So his story is really instructive for people that are outside the, you know, like the newly moneyed realm of podcasting. Thanks so much, Jack, for your time. And also thanks to Pam for this great story. When I started podcasting, I was stealing everything I could. How Jack Recyder Built Darknet Diaries by Pam Moore, July 28th, 2020. When Jack Recyder started Darknet Diaries, he had a blog that got a few thousand hits per day, 3,000 Twitter followers, and a full-time job as a network security engineer. Now, nearly three years and over 70 episodes later, and that's actually a year ago now, so it's four years ago. I'm not sure how many episodes he did in the past year. Let me check real quick. 94 episodes. The podcast has been downloaded over 8 million times. The show, which tells true stories of the dark side of the internet, includes disturbing tales of hacking, data breaches, and cybercrime. Is now a full-time job and pays for a production team. Recyder is not only humble about his incredible success, he says he can help you grow a successful show too. How? He breaks it down into three steps. Make an excellent show, grow your audience, and monetize it. In that order. Make an amazing show. Recyder quickly realized that part of what made his show stand out was not just the stories he was telling, but the way he told them. We all have different ways we've grown up and the way we look at the world, he explains. Owning that singularity was one key to Recyder's success. When he launched the first four episodes in the fall of 2017, he didn't see any other podcasters in the high-drama cybersecurity story space. As soon as he launched, however, he recalls, I found four shows that were doing the same thing, which made him furious and nearly caused him to quit. I threw my hands up and I was like, well, forget this. I guess people are already doing this. But he quickly realized he was giving his listeners an experience no one else was offering. Any cybersecurity stories were either being told in very dry and technical ways, or they came out in discrete chunks as the stories unfolded in real time. In contrast, he waited until the chips had fallen to let listeners hear the entire story from start to finish in one compelling episode. Not only was he creating stories with a distinct, compelling arc, he was also very deliberate in his delivery, leaning heavily on other creators for inspiration. As the saying goes, good artists borrow, great artists steal. When I started podcasting, I was stealing everything I could, Recyder says. He listened carefully to podcasters including Ira Glass, Malcolm Gladwell, and Aaron Monkey. One of his signature sounds, making it sound like two people are talking when there is only one, 
came directly from the true crime podcast, Dirty John. They panned to the left and talked with a little filter, and then they panned to the right and talked with a different filter, and it was the same narrator. He remembers thinking, oh my gosh, that is so cool. I'm going to try that. Podcasters weren't his only creative influences. At one point, Reciter sought to emulate the Fight Club narrator. I realized he's got insomnia, so I need to stay up until 3 a.m. and then try to record the episode at 3 a.m., he recalled. Reciter is adamant that a quality show depends on excellent storytelling and that you can cultivate that skill. He recommends buying books on podcasting, taking courses, and focusing not just on the technology, but on the content itself. He says it's not just what mic to use, but how to tell a great story and how to be entertaining. With practice and plenty of study, Reciter found his own groove. By episode 30 or so, I had my own voice and my own style. Clearly, it's working. The show, which saw 800 downloads per episode in the first week, was rated among the top 25 podcasts of 2019 by Pocketcasts. According to Reciter, if you don't make something great, you're going to lose your listeners, which means you have to get new listeners faster than you're losing the listeners, and that's difficult. When you create a great show, you naturally gain what Reciter calls super fans, people who are so excited about it who want to share it with their friends and family. They go into the office and they say, you have to listen to this. Or they'll tell their friend, you have to listen to this. That's number one, he explains. Show promotion to grow your audience. Having spent four months toiling over the first four episodes, Reciter knew he had something special and began promoting the show right away. He relied on traditional social media marketing strategies, creativity, and when it came to Facebook, luck. It turned out Reciter had a friend at Facebook who had a budget to play with. His friend ended up gifting him $4,000 worth of Facebook ads. In return, his friend experimented with running different types of ad campaigns and had access to the analytics data. Despite not being a huge fan of social media, Reciter felt his show couldn't have experienced turbocharged growth without it. He referred to it as a magic megaphone that you should not squander. Reciter, in fact, only joined Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn after launching Darknet Diaries in order to promote the show. Early on, he invested 500 bucks on paid promotions with Instagram influencers, which he said helped him reach the 5,000 follower mark. From there, he focused on more organic growth on Instagram, continuing to post regularly and interacting with other accounts that were similar to his. He also used Reddit to help grow his audience. Additionally, Reciter has increased the show's visibility by taking advantage of other types of networking opportunities. He's given out Darknet Diaries stickers at many conferences he's spoken at. He's been a guest on about 20 podcasts and has successfully pitched his show to journalists who mentioned it in publications including The New York Times, Vulture, and The Guardian. Monetize. With the top-notch show, a huge following, and a strategic approach to monetization, Reciter has nailed the financial aspect of podcasting. Burnt out on his full-time job, he quit work six months after launching and was able to earn a full-time living six months after that at the end of 2018. By the beginning of 2019, he had the means to hire additional producers, artists, sound designers, an editor, and a writer. According to one of Reciter's recent blog posts on LimeLink, he has monetized through ads for the past two years and he's been very intentional in his approach. 
Rather than using networks, which wanted to put more ads in his show than he was comfortable with, he uses advertised cast, megaphone, MTM, and affiliate ads. Advertised cast does fairly well with filling up my ad slots, but because I'm hosted on megaphone, it's just a matter of enabling MTM. And if I have any unfilled ad slots, ads get automatically added in. Although he says MTM doesn't pay very well, he feels that simple setup and low maintenance make it worthwhile. And if I want to throw in the occasional affiliate deal, and hey, why not? He adds, adding, I typically go for affiliate deals when the sponsor has one, but isn't interested in paying for ads. They just want to pay for the results. Regarding Resider's three-pronged approach to building a successful podcast, he's clear about one thing. No amount of social media promotion or attempts to monetize will work if you don't have the foundation of a fantastic show that retains listeners. Beyond that, he hesitates to attribute Darknet Diaries' exponential growth to any one strategy. Rather, he likens his success to the effort it takes to complete a cross-country bicycle trip. It's like a flywheel that you keep pushing. Thanks for listening to this story. I've been your host, John Christensen, and music, sound design, engineering, and mastering was done by Roy England. <laughs>